Coming up today on the podcast, we get an update from Craig on post-production for Trial and Triumph. There's been a lot happening behind the scenes, and we want to see where things are in the process. Inroads is a production of Appian Media, and you can donate to help support the work that's being done in Appian Media by visiting appianmedia.org and clicking on the donate button or becoming a member. We have some exciting news to share with you at the end of the podcast, so please stick around till the end and hear what we're going to be doing in the month of May uh, coming up. But right now, let's get to a conversation that Craig and I had with an update on post-production for Trial and Triumph. If you've been on our Facebook page or our YouTube channel, and if you've listened to our podcast the past few weeks, you've noticed that we are uh, pushing out content, kind of letting people know how the process is going. Because this is typically when uh, our audience doesn't really hear from Appian Media. We, we get we go dark. Yeah, we we get we get back from a production trip, and um, we send Craig into his closet. Now it's his beautiful office, and uh, he starts editing. Uh, the team, the team sees stuff. We see stuff all along the way, but we haven't typically released uh, that kind of content to our audience. But this is going to be different. So um, we are going to talk to Craig about how Trial and Triumph is going. But before we do that, I think it probably would be good for our audience to kind of tell them about us. It, to us, it seems very redundant. We feel like we've had this conversation a hundred times, a thousand times, but we are constantly getting new people that are coming across us on YouTube and Facebook and other places, mm -hmm. and they don't know who we are. And so I think it probably would benefit those people to hear who we are, hear about the mission of Appian Media, why we got into this, and uh, what brings us to today. So, mm -hmm. Craig, start us off. Tell us a little bit about you and about why you're doing what you're doing. Oh, so this is my elevator pitch. Is that right? This is your elevator pitch. <laughs> for for me or for Appian Media? Because I would much rather talk about Appian Media. Let's let's keep it Appian Media specific. Okay. Good. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, man, Appian Media, we created this to fill a need that we believe exists, um, helping to pe helping people to visualize what they're reading about in the scriptures. And so all of us are visual learners to some degree. And uh, some of us more than others, but all of us can benefit from seeing with our own eyes the geography, the history, the culture of the stories that we read about in the Bible to help bring these true, impactful, relevant stories to life. So Appian Media uh, was created five years ago, buddy. Yeah. Created this wow. five years ago. And we've been blessed with multiple trips over to Israel, a trip over to Turkey, and we are creating as much free biblical content as we can in the forms of documentaries, episodic series, podcasts, blog mm -hmm. posts, the sky's the You limit. name it. Yeah. You know, and you mentioned uh, trips to Israel and a trip to Turkey last October. Uh, why did we take those trips? It's because we have found that showing people the Bible lands uh, is really impactful and helpful for their Bible study. Absolutely. And... That, you know, we started with uh, 
the series following the Messiah on the life of Jesus, showing people where Jesus was while he was on the earth. And the feedback from that was, oh my goodness, I never pictured it that way. Like that's what we heard over and over and over again. And so we did that again with the United Kingdom and now with uh, Revelation. And we feel like it is a, a need. It's it, We're filling this void of people are sitting in their Bible classes or in their personal Bible studies or small groups or wherever they are uh, trying to visualize the Bible. And uh, it's difficult because we live in the United States. We live in a very different culture in a very different time. And so being able to show people these through, like you said, documentaries um, and other other things is very, very helpful. I think that's why Appian Media exists. So. Yeah, and we we created this initially because you saw a need specifically in young people. Um, but boy, every student of the Bible can appreciate and benefit from the free content that we're creating. And so we right. heard from, I mean, my kids are as young as three. Uh, my youngest is three, but we've heard people in their 80s, 90s who will say things like, and I mean, how many times have we heard this, Stu? I will never be able to travel over there myself. Yeah. It's it's too late in my life for me to do that. But you've brought the lands of the Bible back to me. Yeah. Um, and that just, that really is the mission. Yeah. Trying to bring the Bible to life with visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the ways that I simplify it, um, really, we are trying to give modern readers of the Bible the same level of understanding in regards to geography, history, and culture that the original readers had. Right. And that's important. Um, yeah. We are, we are handicapped in, in many ways, living in a different country, living 2000 years uh, after most of these, uh, most of these events. Um, we don't have the same level of understanding, but we can. And so we're <laughs> trying to bring that, that uh, yep. information uh, to, to as many yep. people as we can. Yeah. So biblically accurate, visually engaging, free to the world. That's kind of been our mission statement from the beginning. And uh, it's so important to us. We want to make sure that we're not putting our spin or twist on it. It's it's just what the Bible says about these different events, these different places, this culture. Um, but we also want it to be visually engaging. Uh, we are at heart video professionals. Uh, we create uh, video content and that is important that it's not just some dry, uh, really, I don't know, ugly looking content. Um, um, I referred to them as uh, lectures in the land. <laughs> lectures in the land. That's yeah. Where someone is lecturing and they just happen to be near <laughs> the places. I'm not right. interested in that. Yeah. I want to feel like I'm on the trip. And that's what yeah. we try to do to to our viewers is we want to bring them along on the journey. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why we do things like this, uh, why we do things like the podcast is we want you to to experience the journey of creating with us and uh, the experience of of actual traveling. So, yeah. Yep. And as you mentioned, there's podcasts. There are the video series that are available. Um, we even we have workbooks. I've got one right here. Actually, I've been using it. Uh, yeah. But like there's just so many ways that you can engage with our content. And that's the idea is that people can come and wherever you like to get your content, you can find Appian Media. So, yeah. Well, let's talk about Trial and Triumph. But oh, let's, oh let's before we do that. that, 
before we do that, I want to tell the folks that are watching or if you're listening on the podcast, uh, stick around. At the end, we've got an exciting announcement that we're gonna we're gonna tell you about. Yeah. So so definitely stay until the end to uh, hear what we're gonna do. Um, but let's Can I talk. Use it a little bit. Yeah. It might have a thing or two to do with some of my other favorite things like coffee. No. Oh. And <laughs> technology. I guess coffee or any other hot beverage that you would prefer. Okay, yes. that's all I'm. That's all I'm saying. Let's uh, continue. Oh Triumph. my goodness! Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh man. Okay, so trial and triumph, uh, Craig. You know, even even myself, I don't have a day to day understanding of what post production looks like. I get whatever commu you communicate with the team, but um, I'm excited to see what you've been working on because I know since the last time uh, you put out one of these updates, there's been changes made. So tell us where we are yeah. with the project. Well, I think one of our last updates involved um, when I was able to share what we call the rough cut with the team. And that was using the script that you, Stu, and Jeremy and Justin um, had, had crafted together, um, trying to tell the story that we would like to tell, um, and really just laying that out and adding visuals showing that to the team, how does the story work? We weren't nitpicking visuals, things were not color corrected, sound and music was not added, uh, but we wanted to know how, how was the story working? Did it slow down too much in this area? Was this part confusing? And uh, shared that with you all. And we use a, um, actually I can show you, we use a platform called Frame um, where I can upload uh, an entire video um, online and you guys can watch this and then add your own uh, feedback. And and you can see you can see all these little dots. <laughs> the green ones are Jet, the yellow ones are Stu. There's some other team members here or there. Um, 206 different pieces of feedback. It's a rough cut, <laughs> mm -hmm. which means uh, then I go at it with a hatchet and we really try to to uh, refine this thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it means taking entire sections out. Um, in many cases, especially with our intro, uh, we really kind of reworked the entire first 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, and, it's, uh, and it's interesting because there are things that when you're in the field, you think are going to work. Right. Like the intro is a good example of that. I thought, hey, this is the way it's going to flow. And I think this is a great piece of content that's going to work really great up front. But when you get into the edit and then see a rough cut, as you just mentioned, you're like, ah, that really didn't work as well as I thought it would. Yeah. And honestly, still, even though you were mostly just looking at words on a page, um, the benefit of you all doing that story, and I think I've bragged on you every one of these updates, <laughs> um, this is a two hour-ish documentary. This thing is massive. Um, and you saved so much time and headache for me <laughs> by uh, crafting the story in text form first um, so that we could make sense of, of all of the things that, that we had put together. So thankfully, I look at all these little dots and you get a little overwhelming. As I complete them or address each piece of feedback, I can click the little check mark and then I can hide 
all the ones that I've addressed. So now you'll notice there are only 36 comments remaining. Yeah. This is what I've been doing over the last uh, two or three weeks. And uh, it also involved, uh, this is worth noting, um, some pickup shoots Mm -hmm. over the last couple of weeks. In fact, we'll have hopefully just one more, I think, on this Tuesday. Yeah. because in the in the rough cut, there were just some pieces missing, um, things that we really thought would be helpful to tell the story. Um, thankfully, things that we could shoot here domestically. So no, we didn't hop on a plane and fly to <laughs> Turkey and do some reshoots. Um, but uh, now that I've got that footage, I'm actually going to be uh, reworking the intro again. Cool. Um, but wow. it's it's coming along. So this is frame. This is how we address feedback. We're able to you know. It shows me exactly where these things are located at what time. So then I can go into Premiere and um, really dial in to um, to those revisions. So and those are all color coded based on a system yes. you've created, right? Correct. And and I've I've discussed this in previous videos, but. Uh, I think the yellow indicates where I added footage that was actually beyond what the script said. Um, thankfully, there is not the command that's given in the book of Revelation that there's some condemnation for adding or taking away from the words. <laughs> I did added words to this. So that's what the yellow indicates. Uh, the red over here actually indicates where at least at one time I thought... If we're really hurting for space, we could remove that clip. Sure. Um, I actually, it's still there in in this next version. Huh. I think it's necessary. In fact, I'm looking at it now. It's probably going to attempt to save while we're talking, which we can talk about that. You want to talk about automatic backups and the fact that oh my we're goodness. saving this project in multiple locations. Yeah. Um, that is based on... School of Hard Knocks. Um, we as video professionals, everyone who's done this for any length of time can share horror stories. Of yep. You're in the middle of working on a project and the program crashes, you corrupt the file, and suddenly you're well, you know, back to square one. And what I'm looking at on that timeline there um, is months of your uh, work. Like that's, like when you put it into that kind of... Uh, and, and, to, and to put it that way, it's like that represents months of work and time and, and money, donor donors' money that uh, you know backing it up is is just good, good a good thing to do. So yeah, so yeah. it's um, daily. It is being backed up onto multiple hard drives. It's being backed up on the Adobe Cloud. I even throw a copy up on Google Drive. Um, Mm-hmm. We're, we're not going to have the same kind of issues we had before. <laughs> and the program will do what it's doing right now. And you'll notice it's taking some time. Yeah. Um, saving a two-hour documentary that's shot in 4K takes some time. Um, but it will do that every 30 minutes. Um, wow. So that worst-case scenario, the mm-hmm. program freezes or crashes. Um, I've only lost 30 minutes of work rather than yeah. several days worth of work. Right. Um so I kind of zoomed out and gave you the uh, 30,000 foot view. 
I mean, wow. you can't even you can't even differentiate the clips at this point. No. Um, no. And mind you, that we'll, is before color correction and sound design and music. And and even without Jet coming in and doing his sound design magic, we still have so video tracks are on the top, uh -huh. audio tracks are here on the bottom. And I'm still making use of seven or eight different audio tracks at a time. I'm wow. doing slight sound design, just mm. using some of the sound that was present in the actual clips sure. or sound that you, Stu, actually recorded on location. Oh, right. Um, I'm kind of helping Jet along a little bit. I hope he doesn't just completely undo everything I've done. But um, <laughs> Jet's a sound master. Like, I can't wait until he gets his hands on this and, mm -hmm. and really... Uh, turns it into something special. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're okay, I'm going to go ahead and play a clip. And uh, maybe this can help spur some more conversations. This will highlight one of the unique opportunities that we've had in this documentary to to interview extra people, uh, locals even, mm, uh, yeah. to help tell the story. So this is our uh, a small part of our interview with uh, Imchi. Um who grew up in the town of Philadelphia. Mark has a close friend, a lady by the name of Inji, who grew up in Philadelphia, and she has this connection there. This is the Turkish oh. coffee. Yes. In the traditional style. And we always have it with some Turkish delight oh. or chocolate. Ah. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. Mm -hmm. We've been doing it wrong this whole trip. <laughs> Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. That's right. My hometown. It's named after Atalos II uh, Philadelphus, who loved his brother and did not betray his brother, Eumenes II. There's not... All right. I'll go ahead and pause it there because it's... It's Chuck. Longer it's scene. It is yeah. a longer scene. Yeah, I mean, she she really added a depth to this conversation because mm -hmm. you'll remember, Philadelphia is one of the seven churches where there's there wasn't as much to see left yeah. to see, and so normally we want to show you you know what the yeah. archaeologists have found and show you the remains of cities, and there is what like one square block mm -hmm. of some things left from the fourth century, which right right. Um, you know, for those who don't know history real well, uh, the, the book of Revelation would have happened about 300 years prior to that. Yeah. Um, so to be able to get her uh, talking about, you know, she grew up there. She spent mm -hmm. the, the first four or five years of her life there and, and heard stories about history and, and, and buildings that are built on top of millennia worth of history. Uh, it was just fascinating conversation. Yeah. That was a good conversation. She, she was such a, a a real sport with with Jeremy teaching him how to to drink that <laughs> Turkish coffee, um, and it, it was kind of funny to watch Jeremy do that because, you know, he uh, he, he had his mouth full of the Turkish delight and he's That's trying right. to talk and drink the coffee. So I I like that. I'm glad you kept that in there. Yeah, I I really. Uh... We referenced it slightly in the rough cut, but one of the things that both you and Jet had said is is we were both present when this occurred, mm -hmm. so we remember it. Could we add that back in? Yeah. We add a little bit of personality for her. Right. Um, and so for those who are just listening to the audio here on the podcast, uh, 
rather than seeing the video, the idea is that they would take a small piece of this Turkish delight or some kind of treat, put that in your mouth first, mm -hmm. and then drink the very dark, very bitter Turkish coffee <laughs> and yes. kind of combine those two flavors together. In my humble opinion, it's the only way to make Turkish coffee palatable. Right. Um, right. Yeah. But again, this is showing culture. This is showing, yeah. you know, what, what that place is like. I, I think that was the purpose with Trial and Triumph. One of the purposes was to show what the culture is like today mm -hmm. and, you know, talk to people today about what it's like to live in these places. You know, I know we had a conversation with Mark and I think you may have showed, I don't know, I can't remember if you showed a clip on one of these updates or if you showed us a clip, but like Jeremy and Mark talking about what it would have been like or what it is like today to live in a city where you look out the window and see biblical history just right, right there in front of you. Right. Uh, it, it's kind of, we, we aren't familiar with that. You know, when we talk about history, we talk about stuff that's a couple hundred years old. You know, if you live on the East coast and you're maybe talking about colonial history or something like that, but these people walk to work and school next to 2000, 3000 year old ruins. Right. And that's just like a common place for them. So, yeah. In fact, Emchi is talking about, and we do have some visuals of some of the houses, their foundations are literally built on top of right. ruins from a millennia ago. Yeah. Um, and you can just, right. you can see it. Um, yep. It's, yeah, it's fascinating. It is. So, really. yeah. So, um, as far as an update, um, you saw I had dealt with, dealt with, um, <laughs> about 80% of the comments that you mm -hmm. all left. Um, I got about 36 of them remaining. Um, you're just working your way through the timeline, right? Just working my way through the timeline. Occasionally I get kind of a creative idea that forces me to go back or I find this happens. I find a clip that maybe is, uh, usable and helpful in, in a section I've already, mm -hmm. you know, already gone through. Um, but yeah, working it, wor working my way through it so that I can present to the team, hopefully within the next week or so, mm -hmm. um, what we are calling the first cut. I don't know why we call it the first cut. Technically it's the second cut, but. Well, um, no, that's, I'm glad you bring that up. Actually, there is a common language for film, yeah. um, that we, that we're following and that yeah. is rough cut first cut, second cut, and then you get into color correction, sound design, and then there is a final cut and then a locked edit. Yeah. And, and you follow that process because at every step in the process, there is uh, different milestones that you want to hit. And when you get to color correction, sound design, you don't want to be going back and reworking the story right. like that. That's not the right. So no, by, by us referring to that, it's a, it definitely is an industry standard term, even yeah. though it seems kind of weird because it's the second right. cut. Yeah. But understand this is the same industry that refers to a windscreen on a microphone as a dead cat. That's right. So we, we come up with, with, with interesting terms. Yeah. So yeah, the, the idea is that, that I'll come up with this next cut, um, our first cut, and we'll go through the same process, um, mm -hmm. show it to the team and you guys will leave feedback. Hopefully I'm, I'm much closer to the mark. Uh, than than the first uh, than that rough cut was. I can tell you the rough cut when I showed it to you all was running at about 
two hours and 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. But there were several instances where we all felt like the, the pace slowed down too much. Right. We wanted to keep things moving um, while still communicating meaty content. We don't want to rush through every city um, or every topic, but uh, two hours and 10 minutes was pushing it. So currently, in fact, you can see it there in the corner. Currently, I am 23 frames under two hours. Oh, okay. So you've cut 10 um, minutes. Nope. Actually, I lied because this is uh, 24 frames a second. So I'm uh, 17 frames. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I was able to cut down 10 minutes. And, and honestly, the majority of that, um, two thirds of that was from the opening 15, yeah. 20 minutes. Um, okay. We really felt like that needed to be tightened up. Right. And uh, the why of this story needed to be established uh, more thoroughly, which, which I believe that mm -hmm. we've done now. That's um, great. This is the process that I, we've gone through with every one of the documentaries is really keeping the pacing up, you know, and it's, and it's not that we want to make something that's like action packed. We want to make sure that it, it tells the story mm -hmm. and is, uh, is biblically accurate, but we want to make sure that uh, people are engaged along the way because, you know, we know if we lose people because they're like, okay, right. I'm still in Ephesus and it's been 10 minutes. I've got to go wash the dishes that we've, we've, we've missed the point. So, right. Yeah. Right. And well, so, you know, we, we want people to finish watching anything that we create or listening to anything that we create, wishing that there was more. Yes. And there is more. You open the Bible and you dig into it. So really everything that we're creating is just to get you more on fire mm -hmm. about digging back into the word. That's yeah. where the real power is. Yeah. So we're not making a feature length documentary on the city of Ephesus. We could, um, but that's not what this is, is for. Yeah. Um, and we do, we keep bringing back up Ephesus there. We could have spent three days there. Oh, yeah. um, we did get the benefit of coming back later in the trip. If you remember, mm -hmm. uh, we kind of were there early in the trip. We shot a lot of the spoken content, um, but scheduling allowed us to come back for another half day, which was so valuable, but it meant that there's so much in Ephesus yeah. that at least for this, uh, we'll end up on the cutting room floor, right. but not gone forever. Not gone. No, no. Okay, well, well, we'll wrap it up there. I will say, we'll kind of tease what's... The next time you hear from us, we'll have had some exciting meetings. Um, we actually, if, if you're listening to this, um, this is the beginning of May when this is going to get released. Um, we have a meeting with Matt, Matt Maudlin, our, with Memo Marketing. He's our, that's our marketing firm, to start discussing the release and the rollout of Trial and Triumph. Because even though this is still in the first cut phase, we are thinking about um, how this is going to launch to our audience and into the world. But we also have a meeting with uh, a guy that we've used for several of our projects uh, who is very handy with animations. And yes. he, um, he I, we, we hope to tap him again this time to help with some animations to uh, show some of these places mm -hmm. uh, what they would have looked like in the first century. So uh, stay tuned for that because that meeting is happening um, next couple of days. It's going to happen at the beginning of May. So 
uh, we'll have more details to talk about on the next uh, the next episode. Yeah, so. because that's a whole layer to this that we have not even addressed yet is the graphics. Right. Yeah. So maps and titles and lower thirds, um, things like uh, Imchi here. We will probably add some subtitles mm -hmm. um, to her underneath just because um, you know we want we want what they're saying to be clear mm -hmm. and. Uh, uh, we certainly got another uh, another guy that we interview in. Is it Smyrna? Oh right, uh, Smyrna. Um, <laughs> and he's awesome. Like he was so cool. Yeah. But he's uh, got a thick accent. Very thick accent. And when he gets excited, like he just talks real fast. And so yeah, we'll be adding um, you know uh, captions, uh, subtitles to uh, to the conversations like that. But none of that will happen mm -hmm. until we've really kind of locked down uh, the story. So we're getting there. It's exciting. All right. Well, thank you, Craig, for the update. Um, we will keep doing these because I think they're very valuable to helping people see the process that goes on behind the scenes with Appian Media and for the people who are donating to Appian Media to see where the funds are going. Because mm -hmm. uh, like we talked about, this is a time where you don't hear a lot out of Appian Media because we are so heads down in the work that's being done to get this next uh, next documentary out the door to you and to the world. So, yeah, and there are a lot of exciting things coming down the pipeline here. Um, obviously, we're finishing this major project up, but we've still got tons of, of things, ideas that we would like to pursue. And so the fundraising effort is just um, it's a constant need. Yeah, and uh, and that's one of the reasons why we are still encouraging memberships and donations, and even just purchasing of product. Yeah, um, really helps move these things along. There's so many ways that you can help support Appian Media, um, and you just listed a bunch of them. And the memberships is what we want to talk about mm -hmm. because we have talked about memberships for the past, uh, I guess, year and a half now since we started doing them. Oh, it's been longer than that. It's been You're right like two, almost two and a half years. Um, and they've been extremely helpful because these are people who are donating on a monthly basis to help the work move forward. And uh, it's adding up. And that's really, really uh, helpful for things like this when we get into the weeds with these projects. So if you're listening to this in the month of May, 2021, we are going to do a flash membership drive. Usually we do our membership drives in the fall and give away a great piece of swag for all of the new members that come in. But we decided, you know what? Why not do one in the spring as well? And so that's what we're going to do. Uh, we are going to offer to all of our members, all of our new members, excuse me, uh, a coffee mug and a flash drive. Now uh, you catch the pun there. See, I get it. Flash membership drive. That's so right. clever. That's I tell you what, but uh, if you are uh, interested in becoming a member and supporting this work on a monthly basis, sign up in the month of May, because with every sign up, we're going to give you a coffee mug and a flash drive for lessons from the land. So this content mm -hmm. on this flash drive is all of our lessons from the land series. And, uh, you know, you can take it, you can use it in your Bible class, you can use it at home, wherever wherever you want to plug it in and use it. And uh, they're really handy. They're kind of one of the best kept secrets of Appian Media uh, because they're, you know, you can see the picture there, you know, you can carry it with you everywhere you go. 
Oh yeah, they're they're fantastic, and you can customize them. Like those rings come off if you just want the one. All right. Um, and just actually having a thumb drive handy. It should also be noted that all of the other benefits of becoming a member um, yeah. are included. And so that's a workbook of your choice. That's uh, depending on the level that you become a member. That's access to the digital uh, resource room. That's percentages off of product. It's things things like that that are just really um, beneficial for you, uh, right. beneficial for the people that love to come back and make use of the content that we have. Um, but again, like you said, Stu, it's the reason why we're able to continue to do the things that we do and plan for future projects without losing steam. Yeah, absolutely. So in the month of May, uh, please, please, if you're not a member, sign up to become a member and help keep Appian Media moving forward with great content like what we're trying to produce with Trial and Triumph. And, you know, as an added bonus, you're going to get a coffee mug and you're going to get a thumb drive. Uh, I'll say while supplies last, because we do mm -hmm. have a limited supply of these. There isn't mm -hmm. an infinite supply. And so uh, if you get here, get in early, you get your coffee mug and your thumb drive. Um, so so visit appianmedia.org slash membership. That's appianmedia.org slash membership. And that'll um, give you the information that you need about uh, the different levels that you can become a monthly donor. And um, yeah, we'd love to have you guys on board. You're, you're part of the team. When you become right. a member, um, you're, you're allowing us to create this content for you and for everyone else. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's leave it there. And uh, we will catch all of you guys in a future episode. I don't really have a name for this. It's going out on <laughs> Facebook and YouTube and on our Inroads podcast, wherever you guys are listening. Uh, but we will keep you updated on Trial and Triumph. We'll talk about post-production. Maybe sometimes we will talk about how the workbook is coming along because there mm -hmm. is going to be a workbook with this project as well. Um, and whatever else, what other other elements come into creating uh, Trial and Triumph. So thanks, Craig. Appreciate the update. Absolutely. I'm going to... I'm going to get back to editing. <laughs> yes. Very important. All right. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys later. Okay. So that was the conversation that we had. And as you can see, there's a lot happening. We've got a lot going on, even though this is typically a time period where you don't hear much from Appian Media. We want to update you and keep you in the loop because you're extremely important to the process. And if you have any feedback for us, any questions for us, we would love to answer them. Uh, go to our website, appianmedia.org, and contact us. And trust me, one of us will get back to you extremely quickly uh, with an answer to that question or any feedback that you have. We love it. We need it because that's what makes these uh, products better. That's what makes Appian Media what it is, is our donors and our audience and everybody who is just rallying around the idea, the mission of creating biblically accurate, visually engaging content about the Bible and then giving it to the world for free. You're part of that. So we really would encourage you to, uh, to jump in with feedback and questions um, and honestly become a donor. We really could use your help to uh, continue the work that's being done at Appian Media. So uh, that's it for this episode of Inroads, and we will see you on the next one.